Today, I want to talk about technology pain with employee benefits. My name is Yafa Sakaja, and I'm the CEO of Beneplan. For the last, I don't know, seven years, people have had all sorts of PTSD in Canada because of one word, Zenefits. Zenefits was a big disruptor in 2013 that came out with the all-in-one HR payroll benefits platform. And back then, they spooked the whole market by saying to customers, i.e. business owners, uh, hey, you know, fire your broker, give us your agent of record, we'll give you a free software, all-in-one, payroll, benefits, everything integration. It was a colossal unicorn, so they reached over a billion dollars in valuation, but then they also rapidly lost that valuation because they realized that they need brokers to succeed. So they try to go through the broker channel after the CEO publicly said that they're going to eat <laughs> brokers' lunches. So anyways, that was 2013. Since then, uh, we've had so many different iterations of people getting their hands burned, trying to replicate this model. And I want to talk about what I've really come to strategically understand the role of technology and data today. And I say this after having lost sleep. I've lost so much sleep over this. Like I have been terrified for what this would do with, with our business. Um, you know, 2014, 15, 16, I was spooked by all sorts of quote unquote tech disruptors who called up every single one of our customers and terrified our brokers who were like, I don't know who these people are. I don't understand it. Is it a health spending account? Is it a new insurance company? Is it a broker? Nobody really knows. Um, and at the end of the day, Beneplan has one business away from these folks. Uh, Touchwood, as of today, as of the recording this podcast, we have never lost a group to any of these tech disruptors. But that said, it's possible they could pivot. They could get it right. They can figure out something that I haven't figured out yet. So I think they'll get it. But I think what's important for brokers to understand is, first of all, understand that it's not as scary as we think, and I'll explain exactly why. But also, did anyone bother to ask the client in this entire process what they want? No. I think oftentimes when I get the absolute privilege of hearing real, honest, genuine feedback from customers, they are in pain. They are in pain. They didn't ask for this. I mean, yes, you have some really tech forward customers who say, hey, it would be great if I don't have to double entry. So if I'm adding someone to payroll, well, why do I have to add them to benefits when, you know, this is the same person who uses, let's say, um, Google Maps and they use, you know, Google browser, Chrome and like all the histories there and sync. So, hey, if I put into Google Maps that I want to go to Costco to pick up groceries yesterday, well, today at the same time, like Google Maps should suggest to me, well, it's time to go to Costco and should tell me how much time it takes to go to Costco. So like all that predictive stuff that we're used to seeing in our consumer lives doesn't exist on the group benefit side, but there's so much data and it can really honestly make your eyes cross. I've had brokers come to me and say, Yaffa, which um, solution should I purchase? I've had other brokers say, um, I want to build my own system. And I've had people that don't even understand what it is and don't even know the threat that it can pose. So what I want to do is back up and explain how I see the world here and how I see advisors fitting in. And to cut it short, to get to the bottom line, you don't need to build your own software. You don't even need to purchase your own software. All you have to do is continue to do what you do best. 
the one thing that you do best that other people cannot do is build strong relationships with unicorns. When I say unicorns, I mean business owners, influencers, leaders, insurance companies. That is your magical gift. Your magical gift is creating inroads in with the people that make it rain on our economy. Like if you are in touch with a business owner and they lose their business because of COVID, well, guess what? That entrepreneur is going to find another way to dig their way out of a hole and build another mountain. And if you're there to help them and to look them in their human eyes and say, I'm here to help you, nobody can ever take that away from you. So let's just start by taking a deep breath. Um, I'm watching a lot of Sesame right now, Sesame Street right now with my son. He's 18 months old. And, you know, because of COVID, we're home all the time. Sesame Street is always telling you to take these deep breaths. So, you know, even I'm learning, hey, with benefits and technology and disruptors, I got to take a deep breath too every now and then. So what are we trying to accomplish here? Really, the, the main thing that everyone's talking about, if you haven't really wrapped your head about around it, is just data syncing with other types of data. So think about, don't think about systems, just think that everything is in one gigantic Excel spreadsheet. So the insurance company has a big spreadsheet, Beneplan has a big spreadsheet, and your customer has a big spreadsheet. That's the simplest way I try to think about systems. Instead of trying to do mental acrobatics to understand technology, I just try to break it down to, we're just looking at rows and columns. We're just looking at different worksheets. And so... The concept is if you've got data that exists at the client's level, like first name, and if first name is a field that exists in the client's Excel, well, it makes sense for both Beneplan and the insurance company and the broker to know, well, what is that field? So if that field exists in four different places right now, what is the one record of truth? In other words, like what is the one system that is always going to have the most up-to-date data? This, that is always going to be at the customer level because the customer is updating it. But what the customer doesn't have time to do sometimes is update 14 other systems telling other people that the first name equals this. So, you know, if I add someone to payroll, okay, I type in their first name. I have to open up my, maybe I have a different vacation system module that I use. Maybe I actually use Excel. Maybe I also use pen and paper for certain things. Then I use QuickBooks. Um, then I got my own internal CRM. I have to maybe add them to Slack. Then I have to open my pooled benefits provider and add them there. Maybe I have a group RSP and add their first name. So the, by the time I've written their first name, I've written their first name like 30 times. I'm sick of looking at that first name. So the basic principle, the basic concept is not that, oh, these tech benefits companies are going to replace brokers. That is not the concept. The concept here is that you have the same first name living in 30 different bad databases, meaning 30 different Excel spreadsheets. And so how do we just say, well, when the client changes the first name in their payroll system, it automatically updates the insurance company system. That's the basic premise for all of this. And you can achieve that with many, many different tools. You don't necessarily need to like buy a big fancy solution. You don't necessarily need to be terrified at night because of a big, you know, VC backed or publicly traded company pouring money into all sorts of beautiful shiny brands. And don't get me wrong. I respect these shiny brands. I think they're really smart. I think they get it. I think they're going to do well and they are doing well. Uh, but at the same time, 
you have the keys to distribution. You hold all of the power because you can bend the business owner's ear and say, there's something about it I don't like and I don't trust. And that's going to put shade on everything else. So um, now, you know, I've talked to other brokers that have decided, you know what, it's time for us to become a TPA. And I kid you not, they have started the project thinking it's going to be a five-figure project, like 10, 10K, 30K, 50K, 100K, really, it ends up a seven-figure project. You end up spending in the millions of dollars. And I say that because as a TPA, that is on the level of what we spend to maintain our software. It is not cheap. It is not for the faint of heart to build your own system. Be extremely careful if someone is trying to sell you a system that you can build yourself or a system that you can buy quote unquote out of the box and just needs a little bit of um, your updating to make it yours. You should have all sorts of red flags there. So to give you an example, Salesforce in the States, Salesforce is now bigger than IBM. Okay. So they're publicly traded. They're massive. You might think, well, Salesforce is just like a sales and customer service solution, right? Wrong. It's actually a full blown, like, you know, database provider for small and medium businesses, but their whole mantra was clicks, not code. So they would sell you this um, database in the cloud. Again, just think it's Excel. Imagine it's Excel. It's in the cloud. And you just get to configure it. So you can just label your fields. You can say, I don't want this field to be called first name. I want it to be called first underscore name, whatever, as an example. Or I want to know if someone's got a peanut allergy. So I'm going to create a field called peanut underscore allergy. Great. Then you layer things on top of it. But what Salesforce really understood is that, you know, end users cannot configure their own databases. It is difficult to do it. Please just trust me. I'm not going to get into all the reasons why it's difficult. Just trust me. You need someone to do it for you. You need to pay a separate company or person um, a lot of money to sit down and say, okay, what is it that you wanted to do? And I'm going to make it do what you want. So again, like that is another significant spend. And if you're thinking of spending that kind of money, just think about, hold on, like what kind of opportunity cost of your time is going to happen? So for every hour you take yourself off the road, putting yourself into building or selling software, how is that going to like dilute your revenue right now? So, you know, I humbly think if you have clients coming at you saying, oh, there's this tech solution, like we want to buy Dayforce, we want to buy ADP Workforce Now, we want to buy Bamboo, we want to buy Collage, we want to buy whatever. It doesn't matter what they want to do. The first thing to do is <sighs> take a deep breath, relax. No one is trying to take your agent of record with a big asterisk beside it because they are, people are. Um, however, it is okay to work with these providers without a position of fear. It's okay to understand, talk to the client first, forget these providers, sit your client down and say, what is it that you want it to do? 80% of the time, you know what I've heard plant sponsors say? They've said, I don't really understand, but someone else on my team really thought we needed it because of payroll, because we're still doing payroll manually. Manual means like using Excel to calculate your payroll or pen and paper. But by my estimations, like the last time we did an HR survey for our from our members, 80% of our small and medium-sized business customers were like don't have any systems in place for either payroll or benefits. So if I was one of those like, you know, tech entrants into the market, I'd say, wow, that's a huge blue ocean. 
80% of businesses are not using these simple tools to automate their lives. So yeah, there's a huge market opportunity there. But the other issue there is like, well, why has the client not created the system yet? Or why have they not onboarded themselves onto these systems? Are Number one, are they willing to pay? That is a huge question. Are you willing to pay for this? So if the answer is yes, great. Now, what do you want it to do? What do you actually want it to do? Half the time when I talk to customers, they're like, I don't want it to do all of these crazy things. I just want it to update address. Okay, well, we need to know that before we start recreating the will. The other thing I've noticed is that sometimes clients purchase something not understanding what it is. They go down a path. Um, their boss told them that this is something they want. Um, they go down the path. And then a year later, you call up the client and they're like, I don't know why we're doing this. This has caused so much stress and heartache for me. I'm in pain. Um, I don't understand anything. Everything is Greek. I can't read it. So clients are in pain too. Like we're dragging, the industry is dragging them along. Um, now that said, not everyone's in pain. I think you have some really smart customers that get it and they're able to self-serve and that's fine. But the majority of customers out there are not that you know, even if they are savvy, they don't actually have time to sit and do this kind of work. Um, I will say that sometimes, sometimes, and I'm part of this, um, business owners can suffer from something called shiny penny syndrome. So I learned this from my friend, Ali Dalla, who runs a company called Fineo, really brilliant guy, amazing business. You should definitely check it out. He's got this whole talk about shiny penny syndrome and how um, as a business owner, you could sometimes get so excited with the creativity of something that you just kind of like go for the next shiny penny without focusing on what you have in front of you today. So sometimes technology can be a shiny penny. It can look really nice. It can make you feel like it's going to solve all your problems, but it could also take you down a rabbit hole that you were not prepared to go down. So um, there's nothing to be scared about with technology. In fact, technology are really the tools that you can use as an advisor to get your business to the next level. You know, just think of these as like little robots that work for you because really, again, like you are friends with the people that make it rain. You are friends with the people that create economies. You're friends with the people that create employment. Like, no, that cannot be replicated. In fact, technology is there to enable you. And what I've seen over the last seven years is that these players have pivoted sometimes multiple times because they realized distribution is the hardest part. It's the hardest part because you know, people don't see that it might have taken you eight years of unpaid time playing golf, following up, asking them what their dog's name is, attending their dog's virtual Zoom wedding. Like all of the unpaid labor you put in to building a client relationship just went completely taken for granted by the industry. Completely. And the reality is, and this is the secret if you want to lean in. No one is willing to do that kind of work for free. That's why insurance advisors will never become extinct. You are these magical, unique unicorns that are willing to bang your head against the wall over and over again until eight years later, you have permission, not the deal. You have the permission to sit at the table and ask for an opportunity. And sometimes it might take you three or four years after that date to actually pick up the deal. And it just... I think that is something that you cannot automate. You cannot automate trust. You cannot automate a business owner saying, I spend $3 million on benefits a year. 
I need to trust where I'm putting this money. Don't get me wrong. Business owners want to automate their business, but they cannot gift millions of dollars a year to a provider just because they've got a beautiful, shiny tech tool. So deep breaths. Any questions that you have, please feel free to reach out. My email is yaffa at beneplan.ca. Uh, our website, beneplan.ca. Follow us on LinkedIn, beneplan.ca. And yeah, I'm hoping that we can do another one like these where we actually go through. I'm happy to share our tech stack at Beneplan. What do we use to power our business? How have we strung it together? What did we build? What did we buy? And um, at the end of that journey, what I would have done differently. So thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you soon.